Welcome back once again to another episode of Marvel Month here at It Was a Thing on TV. I am the protector of the deep dish. I am Johnny C. Today, we head back to the fall of 2001. Oh, yikes. And look at a very little known family situation comedy on the WB. It's the WB. Starring America's favorite sitcom dad, the late, absolutely great Bob Saget. Once again, playing a widowed father, trying to raise two young daughters. The oldest daughter would go on to work for an astrophysicist who was also the queen of Naboo. Did she hate sand as well? Was it rough, coarse, irritating, everywhere? And she also found a job working as a waitress on some other sitcom. The youngest would go on to be a powerful Kree superhero while having a sweet cat by the name of Goose. Oh, don't forget, she was also in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> I love that movie. All that being said, let's go to Mike, Chico, and Greg as they look at Raising Dad. Episode 263, submission number 471, Raising Dad. Raising Dad aired on the WB from October 5th, 2001 to May 10th, 2002 for 22 episodes. We find days we surrender to Praise and dad Is it so bad? Given the choice we'll keep what we have We'll give our best and let time do the rest Bob Saget We've said it before and we'll say it again for generations of kids growing up in the 80s and 90s, ourselves included, he was America's dad. Yeah. We said everything we've said about Bob in the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode. We don't want to repeat it here. But, yeah. For people of our age, he was a very important figure in our lives. He was. So when Full House ended, he kind of sort of got pigeonholed into that fatherly role. And the WB, I guess, decided to play it up a bit. Now, hold on, Chico. Really? You, you forget he directed the Norm MacDonald classic, Dirty Work. Oh, yes. And oh, wait, I, I forgot something else. Oh, yes. His cameo, the greatest cameo of all time. In half baked. Play the clip. Man, this is some bull. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck for coke. I seen them. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Boo this man! We should add the Buddhist man to the soundboard whenever one of us screws up. It's going to be done probably after I edit that clip with, I think, three sensors, three bleeps. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that is a uh, great scene okay. in Half-Baked. Okay. Not as good as the scene where Harwin Williams kills the diabetic horse by giving it chips and candy, but still great. Chico shaking his head like, why did you have to mention Harwin Williams killing the diabetic horse? I had to bring it up. Really? Really? So, after all of that, the WB was looking to expand its family offerings. So, they commissioned Albion Productions and Paramount Televisions and Dr. Katz himself, Jonathan Katz, to produce a series 
where we have a widower raising his two daughters and those two daughters were actually trying to raise him with his living father Sam, a former baseball player for the Boston Red Sox. Wait, Sam Malone is Bob Saget's dad on this show? No! You said a baseball player uh, named Sam who played for the Red Sox. Yeah, Don't but tell me I'm wrong. Him. Don't tell me I'm wrong. But they never mentioned what uh, position this Sam was. Yeah, so we don't know. But it's probably not a pitcher. It's probably not the same guy. Yeah, it definitely so. is not the same guy. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for playing, though. You know what? That's fine. Okay, so who do we have raising dad here? Well, we talked about Bob Sackett, obviously. He is a widower, trying to raise his daughters. And if you've seen the pilot, you can tell he's a bit on the overbearing side. Yeah. Yeah, and he also doesn't know how to drive. What? Yeah, he crashes a car and one of the daughters, the 15-year-old, has to run off. Like, oh, I'm embarrassed by this. Yeah. Can we mention who plays the daughters? Yes, we can, because that's kind of important. It's important to this month. That's why we're covering it. Yes. Uh, Playing the role of Sarah Stewart, the elder daughter, the high schooler, is uh, Kat Dennings in one of her earlier roles. And of course, Kat Dennings, WandaVision, Two Broke Girls, Doris, she was in the first two Thor movies. Darcy Lewis. Yeah. She's a known commodity in the universe. Yeah. But not as known as the younger daughter, Emily Stewart, who is played by, uh, you know what? I think I'll let Yaya take this one. Her name Barry Lonson. No, her name is Brie Larson. <laughs> and this was one of her earlier roles, if not her earliest role. Oh, yes. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think Brie Larson was on a Young People's Week of Hollywood Squares promoting this show. I believe so. Because she posted the image of her on Hollywood Squares on her Twitter account, I remember. So, yeah. Yep, she was. Uh, Hollywood Squares in the the, uh, 2001 Young People's episode around Christmas week, if I'm not mistaken. She was also a judge on Petstar. What is Pet? I don't even know what Petstar was. It was American Idol for dogs. Oh, okay. That's America's not- Got Talent for Dogs. America's Got Talent for Dogs. And Brie Larson was a judge on America's Got Talent for Dogs. That's sweet. Yep, and all of this, she was, uh, I want to say 2001, she was born in 89, so she was 12. She was 12. When and she did this. She was, yeah, and Kat Dennings was 15. Yeah. So nowadays, if you don't know who Brie Larson is, just I cannot no, no, help you. No, we I can't. We can't. No. No. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel herself. That's right. She had to leave uh, Shang-Chi and Bruce Banner because she had something important, and she didn't give Bruce her number. Why did you not leave Bruce your number, Carol? Why? I'm still angry about that, Shang-Chi, in the mid-credits scene. That just doesn't make any sense, but then again, several things just don't make sense. At least in Shang-Chi. But yeah, she, aside from that, she was also in 36 episodes of United States of Terra. So. On Showtime. Yeah. So we have Brie Larson and we have Kat Dennings. They're sisters together raising dad with the help of another dad. See, it, would, it was Sam Stewart. It was Sam Stewart. So it would have been Sam alone. Yeah, silly. By the way, that's the guy from the Red Sox and he's played by Jerry Adler, who is just a legend 
in uh, behind-the-scenes work on uh, daytime television. He was stage manager for Search of Tomorrow, Facts of Life, Oh, Santa Barbara, and the NBC 60th anniversary celebration. Oh, we're going to cover that one day, the NBC 60th anniversary celebration, where they unveiled the modernization of the Peacock, the six-feathered mm-hmm. Peacock. That's made its debut on that special. But... In front of the camera, you would probably know him as Hesh Rapkin on The Sopranos. Or Al Lerner in Future Entry, All Right Already. What the hell is All Right Already? An optometrist must deal with embarrassing situations and sipid dating prospects and bizarre family relationships. It stars Carol Leifer, Amy Asbeck, Stacey Galina, Mitzi McCall! Mitzi McCall! Mitzi McCall? Hold on a second. Wait a minute. What was one of the actors you said it was on this show? Carol Leeper, Amy Yazbeck. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You know Amy Yazbeck was on Wings? I'm just going to say I love Wings. Oh, oh, you love Wings. You love Wings. You love Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub made Wings' career. Wings made Tony Shalhoub's career. Yes. And also Crystal Bernard. But anyway. Now you see where I thought Greg was going when he mentioned Mitzi McCall. What about Mitzi McCall? Mitzi McCall is married to Charlie Brill, and the two of them made frequent appearances on Silk Stockings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Time out. Boing. little something for you after wrestling on Monday nights. After Monday Night Raw. That opening after Monday Night Raw, you really get Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Woo! For Monday Night Raw, it's a Monday Night Raw dog. Am I right? That's eugenics. Okay, so aside from them, we have our recurring characters, Josh, played by Ben Indra, who is known for Love Incorporated, whatever the devil that is, and season four of Addressed. Has not done much since. And another recurring character, Evan, is played by Bo Warrick, who has kept himself rather busy. He's been in 61 episodes of The Middle, and... What episode of Drake and Josh? And then playing in 16 episodes as Mr. Travers, we have one of our favorites, Andy Kindler. Oh, he's great. He is incredible. Oh, he is awesome. And if you don't know who he is, he voices Mort on Bob's Burgers. great and then you have the rest of the class played by camille guati as olivia riley smith is jared ashby i'm guessing because he's referred to by his full name he's probably the resident hottie megan good as katie megan good i i think she's still in she's still yeah she's She's in Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which is coming out soon. Yeah, in November, I believe. She's also in Future Entry Minority Report. The uh, the TV series Minority Report. Yeah. And rounding out the cast of recurring players is Tebby Locke, who plays Vice Principal Liz Taylor. And if I'm not mistaken, Tebby Locke was in... Dumb and Dumber 2. T-O. The but, Dumb and Dumber 2, not the not the prequel, the sequel. Yeah. Good. And she's also played Elise Torres in Never Have I Ever, which is currently streaming on Netflix. Guys, look at my background now. I'm looking at your background now. Why did you make me look at your background now? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, we make that is about- brilliant. 
We make one mention about Mitzi McCall, and you pull that up. Oh, my God. I should probably mention this. We do this on Zoom, and Greg has found a capture where is- a fan is it's on WWE Raw. Well, it would have been WWF Raw. Well, no, this was from the Raw 25th anniversary special in 2018 at the Manhattan okay. Center. Okay. So, oh, okay. So this would have been from 2018. We have a guy in the audience with a play card saying, Silk Stockings, up next on USA Network. It has the old Futura Bold logo on it. Somebody did their homework. Somebody really did their homework there. Bravo! Good job. My hat is off to you, sir. So we have a familial and familiar role for Bob Saget. And one less kid to worry about. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. But this was no full house. And these were not DJ and Stephanie. No. And he was not Danny Tanner in this show. In fact, I've got a line here from an article that he did for Deseret News. He says, and now I'm quoting, I went... Oh man, I don't know. Then I read it and I really liked it a lot. And even though it was stuff I invested in before, I wanted to do it. I'm not going to be doing Danny Tanner. He's not needy. He doesn't hug people a lot. He listens to brand new music. He's edgy. Well, it was the early 2000s. Yep. Instead of his brother-in-law and his best friend, he has his dad. His own dad. So imagine, if you will, full house, stop being polite and starting getting real. That's basically raising dad. Well, let's see if they ever do get around to raising dad here. Hmm. Let's see. Um, unfortunately, IMDb does not have the episode guide, so I have to look for it. You get you go to Wikipedia. You check uh, I wiki. Did, I checked wiki. It's not there. Oh damn it! But I oh, Google to the rescue, y'all. Oh good. Episode one is of course the pilot. An English teacher and widower raises two daughters with little help from his living father. Of course, shenanigans ensue. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. And... Hilarity ensues. Yep. We take this moment to meet everyone. Episode two. Sex Ed. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. While filling in as a teacher for Sarah's sex education class, Matt begins to believe his daughter may not be a virgin. What? No, 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 no. Okay, and playing the role of Gracie, we do have a name in this episode, playing the role of Gracie Paget Brewster, who is one of our favorites. Oh, yes. And Paget Brewster's episode of Drunk History is one of my favorites. It's the one about the um, the Soviet sniper from World War II with Busy Phillips and Mae Whitman. I love that episode. I love that scene. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Uh, you know who else was in that episode? Who? Tiffany Haddish and Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, Evan Rachel Wood and Tiffany Haddish, who was stripper number thirty on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. In the episode, Charlie gets crippled. She's come a long way from being stripper number three. Yep, Padgett Brewster still busy. She was on an episode of How I Met Your Father, and she was. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, to tie it back in with the How I Met Your Mother connection, she's Sophie's mother on How I Met Your Father, and we talked about this. We talked about the tragic situation with Sid and his hamster, because as we all remember, Sid lost his masturbation virginity to Sophie's mother. And oh in the in the ensuing chaos, and not letting his mom see what was going on, he accidentally killed his hamster because his lava lamp broke and burned the hamster. 
Oops. Uh oh. Uh oh. And of course, she plays Paige Sinclair on Bojack Horseman, Della Duck on the DuckTales reboot, Bird Girl on Bird Girl, Chris's wife on Dan Versus, Frankie Dart on Community, and uh, yeah, she also plays Emily Prentice on The Criminal Minds. <laughs> Which is a favorite of mine, despite Thomas Gibson. <laughs> Yeah. We don't talk about Thomas Gibson. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, I got it queued up. The scene from Drunk History from Padgett Brewster's episode queued okay. up. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. And Eleanor, she's backstage like, yeah, I love Miller. I love it. Go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Eleanor Roosevelt said it. Go, girl. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Episode three. Baby, you can't drive my car. When Matt balks at teaching his 15-year-old daughter Sarah how to drive, she turns to her grandfather for secret lessons. Which one does in that particular uh, instance. When you have both your father and your grandfather living with you. Uh, play the role of Mrs. Paltus in this episode, an actor who is no longer with us, Catherine Houston. She's best remembered as Karen McCluskey on 87 episodes of Desperate Housewives. And she was also Old Lady God on eight episodes of Joan of Arcadia. Episode four, for mature audiences only. Sarah sneaks her 10-year-old sister Emily into an R-rated movie. Uh-oh. 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 And her secret seems to be safe until Emily begins reenacting scenes from the movie. Don't do uh- that. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, my. We may have a name in this episode. Um... Kendall Schmidt is in this episode. He, of course, plays a fictionalized version of himself on Big Time Rush. He plays the role of Noah. Oh. Episode five, fight for your right to party. Matt forbids. Yeah. Matt forbids Sarah to go to the year's biggest party with her new beau, the most popular guy in school. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, one thing I want to note. Do you know who wrote this episode, guys? I know who co-wrote it. Who co-wrote it, Chico? B.J. Novak. That's right. Who you'd best know as Ryan Howard from The Office. Yep. And... Really, do we really need to go over BJ Novak? No. No, we don't. No, we shouldn't have to. I have to wonder if the other writer of this episode, Chuck Sklar, is related to the Sklar brothers. I already researched it. The answer is no. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Episode six. We'll always have Scrabble. Matt is hurt when Sarah flies to avoid going to a Lit Biscuit concert with him for fear of being seen with her father because this would be a thing in 2001. Yeah, because Limp Biscuit was the big thing in 2001. Uh-huh. Do Limp Biscuit appear in this episode? Sadly, no. Oh! I wanted to see Fred Durst on this episode. I also wanted to see Fred Durst on this episode. Oh, well. I guess we'll always have Scrabble. Episode 7, The Drama Club. While casting the school play, Sarah unwillingly gives the lead to both her friend Josh and a cute quarterback. Her friend Josh, of course, is Ben Indra. The cute quarterback, Eric Von Denton? That's right! You'd remember, he was, uh, he was on, uh, 
future entry Dinotopia, but he was also on this one season of Celebrity Mole, I remember, right? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I was and, just going to say that. And he was the voice of Sid in Toy Story 1. Yep. So suffice it to say, he been busy. He a busy boy. Yes. He's also, a, he's also in future entry Complete Savages. The hell is Complete Savages? It's another one of the uh, family sitcoms in the spirit of the TGIF lineup. Keith Carradine plays the dad. Okay, what's the show you said again? Complete Savages. It's not on the list, so. Okay, and oh god. Let's just say when and if we talk about it, we cannot talk about who played Officer Cox in three episodes. But we can talk about who played Mrs. Riley, Betty White, and who played Grammy Nana, June Lockhart, and who played Judy, Shelley Long. And who created the thing, Mike Scully. But we do not talk about who played Officer Cox. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about him. Because... Duh. Duh. Because yeah. we do have one other person that we've actually mentioned a couple of times on this podcast. All right. But pl- playing Mrs. Doherty. She's been in a number of shows, but I really take her back to Married with Children. She was like Al Bundy's least favorite customer ever, Mary Pat Green. I remember her. We talked about her at least two or three times in the past. Yeah, but I remember her specifically for Married with Children. Yeah, she was uh, very prominent in like the last two or three seasons. Episode eight, The New Room. When Sarah catches Emily reading her diary, comedy trope, she threatens to move out if she doesn't get her own room. Because... Nothing says sitcom like I want my own room. Uh, Jeremy Sumter is in this episode and he plays Henry. <laughs> Jeremy Sumter. Yeah, he was uh he was in that one Peter Pan movie from like a couple years ago. But he was also JD McCoy in seasons three and four of Friday Night Lights. And you know how much yep. I love Friday Night Lights. Oh, hold up. I don't know if this is a future entry, but he was in that terrible Lifetime TV movie from the mid-2000s about a, a kid who's addicted to porn on the internet. <laughs> what the hell was that called? I think <laughs> this is a real movie, Just folks. Just a dream, local boys. But anyway, This is like yeah. 2000. Oh, Cyber Seduction, His Secret Life. Oh, oh my God. And he was in, uh, and he was in Clubhouse on CBS around that same time. Oh, and all I can say, uh, I'll just want to say, Thirteen Week Theater does a really good episode on this. Hold on, time out. Do you know who played Jeremy Sumter's girlfriend in that TV movie from Lifetime? No, Lindsay Fonseca. Uh, Penny Mosby. Yes. That's... The, the grown daughter of Tom Hanks on Turner and Hooch? Yes. Which, if we don't get another season up, we're going to have to cover on this podcast? Well, I think it's already been canceled, so we have to probably cover that. Put it on the <laughs> list! <laughs> but hold on a second. So, we ran... So, Jeremy Sumter was in a show with Bob Sackett, and Jeremy Sumter was in a TV movie with his future sitcom daughter. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, Turner and Hooch was Turner and Hooch has been at least according to trendingnewsbuzz.com canceled back in March. Okay, so guess what's going on the list now? Cypress Seduction Secret. It's terrible. I've watched it. It's no psycho wedding crasher, I'll tell you that much. That movie alone is populating this list as we do this show right now. It's like Clubhouse, Turner and Hooch, Cyber Seduction, His Secret Life. It's so terrible. You're damn right I'm terrible. 
I was talking about the movie. <laughs> Episode 9, Teacher Evaluations. Embarrassed by his campaign methods, Sarah convinces students to give Matt poor marks during an evaluation. Because if you are Kat Dennings, you do that to your father. Not much is known about this episode, except that Ron Lynch is actually a frequent face on this show. And is actually a frequent face on another sort of offshoot of Dr. Katz's professional therapist's own movies, where he played Ronald Lynch. And he's also in uh, Bob's Burgers as Ron. Ron. Yeah, you know, uh, Hugo's assistant, I believe. Well... At least he wasn't involved in a certain place in Washington in January of 2021, unlike Jimmy Pesto. Episode 10, Matt and Sarah at Gossip.com. Mike was dead when I said that joke. Oh, we're about to dig him back up and kill him again. (laughs) Matt and Sarah at Gossip.com after Sarah is entrusted with confidential information about a cute new student she Trace the secret and gossip spins out of control. The director of this episode, Will Schreiner. <laughs> hey, we talked about him in the past. All the way back in episode five. That's my dog. That's <laughs> my dog. And the crappy ass Zega CD ish intro to the show. Don't blame them. It was the 90s. Everyone had to have an animated intro. That was just one step up from the whammies from 1986. Yeah, but at least Savage Steve Holland did the animations, and those were awesome. They were awesome. Did somebody call my name? Oh, Whammy, it's been a a long time since we've seen you. Whammy, how are you doing? Getting ready for season four, you know. Oh, you've been hanging out. You've been getting in shape for season four. Oh, yeah. Look at these muscles. Ah. Doing your lats, bro? Oh, yeah. I do, do plenty of reps every in. day. Do them squ- get them squats in? Getting that working? Oh, yeah. I got to get these muscles ready, this body ready to carry out all the money. All the money you're going to steal from those contestants. Well, I can't wait, Whammy. We're all looking forward to season four. Can't exactly. wait. Can't wait. I can't wait either. Thanks for your patronage, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Whammy. <laughs> Say hi to Mike for me. Okay. All right. Mike, you're not going to believe this. The Whammy was just here. You what? Them. You missed you, the what? Whammy. I missed the Whammy. You missed the Whammy. Oh. Episode 11. First date. That was the stupidest segment we've ever done okay continue <laughs> but it was broken yeah he was but, was so... but... <laughs> but yes that was so yes it was the stupidest <laughs> segment we ever done but it was so brilliant <laughs> the whammy goes to planet fitness and good <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsorship and no we don't like planet fit well actually we've never even been on a planet fitness but it's still not a sponsorship episode 11 i don't even know how i spoke planet fitness <laughs> oh boy episode 11 first date sarah and emily have a hard time accepting that their dad is going on his first date since their mother's death And apparently his first date is with Nina Shaw, who is played by Lisa Lucero, who, by the way, is a very lovely woman. Oh. Yeah, she was the receptionist in Rush Hour 2 and played Olivia Quartermain in 882 episodes of General Hospital. Ooh. 882 episodes of General Hospital. Yes. And she played two executives in 2005 and 2008 episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's great. 
first one was in 2005, Charlie has cancer. And in 2008, she played the Philadelphia Soul Executive in Dennis Reynolds' An Erotical. Oh my God. Oh no, not that episode. No. So, so she was an executive for the she an executive of the arena football team at the Philadelphia Soul in that episode. Yeah, I wonder why the arena football league went bankrupt. And she played Edson Mural Paris in Star Trek Voyager. Okay. I just don't think we mentioned Star Trek Voyager as much as we should. Well, we mentioned Deep Space Nine a lot. True. Episode 12, Sam's Enchanted Evening. Matt's father sets a bad example for the girls by staying out the whole night on a date. Gee, I wonder who the lucky lady is. It does not say. Oh. John Whitesell, you wrote a check that this show did not cash. But uh, the Arbogata brothers, uh, Steve and Jim, they wrote this episode. They would later uh, develop Future Entry, the Punky Booster reboot. Okay. So, there's something. Episode 13, Mentor Matt. Sarah believes one of Matt's former students, a successful novelist, plagiarized her father. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And one of her former students, Allison, played by Courtney Peldon, who, if I'm not mistaken, was additional voices in Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, what a way to tie that back in. Yep. But you probably remember her face as Becky Emerson in 14 episodes of Boston Public. And also seven episodes of Home Improvement. So maybe she wasn't the student who plagiarized uh, Matt. No idea. But hold the phone. Who is this guy? Rich Cronin playing the role of Dash Robinson. Dash Robinson. Not that Rich Cronin. It's another Rich Cronin. The lead singer of LFO. Oh, yeah, they were something at the time. They were something at the time. They sang that Amber Crombie and Fitch song. New kids on the block. I had a lot of Fitch. Chinese, Chinese food, food makes me sick. That's the I only th- thing I remember about that song, and I love girls that wear Amber Crombie and Fitch. That's it. I'll take them if I had one wish. Episode 15, The Math Problem. Matt hires a tutor for Sarah when her despair at having no date for a dance causes her grades to slip. We got a guest star in this episode. Do tell. Sam Levine is in this episode. Yep, he's the tutor, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he have nunchucks on an episode of How I Met Your Mother? He was in that club episode of How I Met Your Mother, remember? Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. He was okay, one of the guys waiting outside. Okay, yeah, I remember that episode. But yeah, he was, he, he was. But he was in uh, not another teen movie, and you know who was in not another teen movie, guys? Uh, Kyler Lee and Chris Evans. Yes. So you know what that means. Are we gonna see America's ass again? <laughs> no, I wanted to say. Captain America, Supergirl's sister. Uh, by the way, Sam Levine, we talked about him last week on Selfie. That's right. So two straight weeks with the Sam Levine mentioned. Yep. Episode 15. Attending a family dysfunction. Sarah arranges a birthday reunion between Grandpa and his estranged daughter. Playing said estranged daughter, Debbie, Dina Carter. Yes, that Dina Carter. From what? She's the singer. Oh, singer. okay. She say, 
I believe she's saying once upon a December. Okay. I wouldn't know. Anastasia. 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 She's saying for once the, upon for a December. In the movie Anastasia. Yes. Not as good as Journey to the Past. We miss you, Aaliyah. Yes, we do. And also saying uh, the Tom Petty cover of Free Falling on the As Old as the Hills episode of King of the Hill, where Peggy fell out of a plane and her parachute malfunctioned. Uh oh. Uh oh. But that's another episode. Or maybe not. Probably not. Episode 16, Miscommunication. Forced to take a job in the school attendance office, Sarah gets fired for helping a friend cover up an absence. Sarah's always getting in trouble. This is what 15-year-olds like to get in trouble. And they think they'll get away with it until they remember, oh wait, my dad works here. Episode 17, A Kiss is Still a Kiss. Sarah freaks out after catching her dad kissing the vice principal. Oh. In 2022, that would be a lawsuit. Yeah. But I've seen the vice principal. Tebby Locke is a very attractive woman. Just saying. Episode 18. Home plates. Oh. Home plates. Matt takes his father to Fedway Park to relive one of his happiest memories while Sarah is without a date at her own couple's party. I guarantee you that happiest memory is not going to be very happy. It's the Red Sox. How many happy memories can he have? Well, it's 2002. This is like before Aaron Boone, but before, you know, they win the World Series in 04, so... Yeah. Anyway, we have a that guy from that thing in this episode playing one of the guards at Fenway is Vic Palizos, who was a that guy from that thing. In fact, one of his longest uh, sort of stretches as a single character was Joe Thomopoulos on five episodes of Who's the Boss in the final season. Oh. But just so I can say I mentioned it on this show, he was also in Stir Crazy. The the TV show Stir Crazy. Yep. The crappy one, not the good movie. The the crappy one with the beggar theme song. That had the cover of Stir It Up. He was also one of the construction workers, the cat collar one, in The Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh. You know, the one he says, Hello? I said, hello? It's not as great as the scene where Gregory Hines just randomly comes in from the background to give the shoes to Kermit and Miss Piggy, and he overhears, the Huggies? You gave Jenny the Huggies? You gave Jenny the Huggies? That's the best cameo in any Muppets movie, Gregory Hines in the Muppets Take Manhattan. (laughs) That made his role. I mean, that made his career. And another person in this episode is playing Aaron is Jennifer Tisdale, who is, I want to say, known less for being a that girl from that thing and more for being Ashley Tisdale's sister. Oh, okay. Ashley Tisdale's sister. Yeah, she says, my sister has the spotlight. She is the star of the family. By the way, star of the family is also on the list. But just remember, whenever you see the sweet life of Jack and Cody, and you see London from the sweet life of Zack and Cody, just remember, Macaulay Culkin produced a child with that. It's true, though. I didn't say it wasn't. God bless Macaulay Culkin. I wasn't arguing for or against any point. (laughs) Then I didn't say a word. Good. All right. Now that that's out of the way, episode 19, 
the House of Stewart. Matt tries to keep a handsome boy, Bradley Smith, away from Sarah, but his efforts may be sending mixed signals. Okay, we have an uncredited cameo in this episode. Yes, we do. Playing a mystery caller this episode. Brandy. Yes, that Brandy. Moesha. Do we need to say anything else? Yes, Moesha. Moesha. Sitting up in my room. I want to be down. Baby. Ray J's sister. Season one of America's Got Talent. Need we go further? Episode 20. Bully. 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 Sarah decides to stand up for herself against the class bully while Emily learns magic tricks from Marvin. Okay, but playing the character of Edie in this episode, she was a big pop star at the time. Willa Ford. And do you know who Willa Ford married? Who did Willa Ford marry? Mike Madonna. Oh, jeez. Willa Ford married Mike Madonna. Yes. So you know what that means. She married somebody who made a cameo in the Mighty Ducks. It's true. Mike Madonna has a cameo in the Mighty Ducks. Unfortunately, she does not. Womp womp. Oh, you know who else is in this uh, episode? Playing the role of Marvin. Speaking of early 2000s pop royalty. Romeo. Romeo? As in Lil Romeo. Lil Romeo. Romeo Miller. Yeah, as in Master P's kid. Remember when hey Chico, remember when Master P wrestled in WCW? I was today years old when I heard that. You did P not know in, this? I did not know this. Educate uh, me. Enlighten me. Okay, Master P was in this hey, hey, he was wrestling in WCW with the No Limit Soldiers. And he was in a feud with Kurt Henning and a bunch of other wrestlers like Barry Windham and the like and they were they were like these Texans who hated rap oh hell no and they, they, they had a song called and this is actually real and you can look this up called rap is crap Oh, God. And it's the greatest piece of music that's ever been put together but the hilarious thing is Right. Every time Master P and the No Limit Soldiers showed up at WCW, they got booed and they all cheered the West Texas Rednecks. And, and it's probably because WCW was based in Atlanta. So it's like... Yeah, that's the joke. Oh, by the way, you know what Romeo's doing nowadays? What's Romeo doing nowadays? He's the host of X on the Beach! What the hell oh, is geez. X? What the hell is X on the beach? It's, it's an a- MTV romantic show where they try getting X's back together and, and oh, and I get it. Very little. Clothing. Oh, hold on, time out. Woo! What the hell that's, is that? That's new Oh, now you know what we're talking about. Okay. Oh, now he gets it. Oh, now you're interested, and. He, too, was on a week's worth of Hollywood Squares episodes. Oh, that's great. And episode 21, Daughter Knows Best. Daughter Knows Best. The the spelling, N-O-S-E. Yeah. Sarah decides to have cosmetic surgery on her nose after comparing herself to the most beautiful girl at school. So she, so we, she's not comparing herself to herself then? So wait, is this going to be like a Princess Vespa type of surgery with her nose? Yes, this is going to be a Princess Vespa type <laughs> surgery with her nose. But I'm like, does Kat Dennings know she's going to grow up to be Kat Dennings? Nose job? I don't understand. She's already had a nose job. It was a sweet 16 present. No, it's not what you think. It's much, much worse. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield. Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose. Oh, God. <laughs> Where did you get that? 
I, I will say that I said it before and I'll say it again. Does Kat Dennings know she's going to grow up to become Kat Dennings? No. Because she's she's comparing herself to Courtney Pelton. Courtney Pelton is known mostly for voiceover work nowadays. Kat Dennings is in the universe. That's right. That's she's also- in the universe with her on-screen sister. Does she know how good she's about to have it? Guess not. And finally, episode 22. Losing it. Oh boy. Sarah plans to have relations with Jared so he will not forget her over the summer. Matt heads to the woods with for a romantic weekend alone with Nina in hopes that he too will have the relations. So everybody's coming back for this episode, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much innocuous in that nobody has relations with anyone. Sorry. Oh, what a lie. What a lie indeed. Oh, no need for the new genics. In fact, we have to fail horns. If anything is the opposite of eugenics, it's this. <clears throat> so, aside from being a cleverly written and innocuous, albeit unfunny sitcom, what happened? Well, what was it on? It was on the WB. Never mind. Yeah, you answered your own question there. It was a sitcom on the WB. It did not stand a chance. Yeah. So what was this up against? Uh, October 5th, 2001 was a Friday. So it would be up against not a lot for a Friday in 2001. It was on the same night as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Maybe It's Me, and Reba. Now, the, the, the first three shows, well, actually, Sabrina and Reba... Those two are never covers. Maybe it's me. We may cover it. I put it on the list just to be on the safe side. Raising Dad was actually the second most popular show on the WB that night. And a 2.7 rating coming out of Reba. So it was a really good fit, at least. But what was the competition against? It was up against Thieves on ABC, That's Life on CBS, and Pasadena on Fox, and Dateline on NBC. So it was up against nothing, basically. It was up against nothing. The only thing that was hampering it, the only thing that was going against it, was the fact that it was a sitcom of the WB. It did not have a chance, did it? No. I have to wonder how it would have done, you know, in the weeks to come. Because, again, it fit outside of Reba like a glove, right? Yeah. But as is what to do, the ratings just go down. Down, down, down. Down, 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 down. Uh, there's really wait, wait, there's really not very far you can go down when you're on the WB. That is true in 2001 and 2002, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it wasn't a bad show, it was just there, you know? Yeah. And there's not much out there to uh, recall it. I mean, there are some episodes out on the YouTube of questionable legality and or quality, but aside from that, no network is streaming it. There's no DVD release. It's just... Yeah. Which means it was perfect to cover for this month. Yeah. It is, in every sense of the word, a thing on TV. Hey, guys. Uh-huh. Do you want to play a game of eBay prices, right? Oh, no. Do we have a choice? 
Yes. The choice well, is we have to play or we have to play. I think we're going to play. We're going to play, Steve. Good. Let's play the music. So you guys are bidding on a Hot Toys MMS575 Avengers Endgame 1-6 scale figure of Captain Marvel. I'm going to read the description from the seller. One of Marvel's most powerful superheroes, Captain Marvel joins the Avengers as the key to defeat Thanos. Arriving from space, the hero proceeds to completely destroy the warship and attempts to stop Thanos from wielding the Nano Gauntlet with her special power. As seen in the final battle between the superheroes and the warlord, Sideshow and Hot Toys present Captain Marvel, six-scale collectible figure from the incredible Avengers Endgame collection. Good figure crafted based on the appearance of Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel in the movie. The figure features a newly developed head sculpt with a short hairstyle, a specially designed body equipped with LED light-up function on both sides of the forearms, the iconic red and blue costume with a gold star emblem on chest and sash around the waist in movie-accurate perfection, multiple energy-blasting effect accessories wearable on arms and hands, LED light-up nano gauntlet painted in battle-damaged effects, and a movie-themed dynamic figure stand for a wide range of aerial poses. The new Captain Marvel figure is a sure way to show off your Marvel fandom. Well, I'll show you the the box. Hold on, I'll show you the box. It the figure is not open, but I got the box. I'll show you the box. Hold on. Show me the box. That's a nice box. Yes. If I can, let me see if I can find the the. Yeah, I, I've had the figure right here. Hold on a second. I have to wonder: is that what the figure looks like? That's the figure. Okay, that is the, okay. That's that's a, that's a nice looking figure. Yeah, it's, I mean it's not a Lightning Collection Power Rangers, but it's a nice looking figure. Okay, Chico, I will start the bidding with you. I'm just throwing a price out there: seventy five dollars. Okay, seventy five dollars, Mike. Is this a sold price or is this just an asking price? This is a buy it now. One twenty five. One hundred twenty five dollars. Okay, one hundred twenty five dollars. The price. Three hundred dollars. No, for my blood. I, I I almost was gonna say like four hundred dollars. I know it would have been over, but now the key is I, I, these the Hot Toys. They make very great premium action figures. They are I see like that. they are so accurate. The thing of it is, where's the uh, articulation though? It's just standing there. It, it's that's what they are. Figure. That's what they are. They're just like it's, it's, a, it's not an action figure. It's a statue. Basically. That's what. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're supposed to admire how lifelike it is. I do admire how lifelike it is. It's supposed I don't to be... think it's three hundred dollars lifelike, but I admire it. Well, Mike won, so Mike can admire it. Go admire it, Mike. We're talking about a show where she was 11 years old at the time. No. I'm talking about the actual figure. Not the show. We're talking about the figure. That's your problem to deal with. Guys, before this gets really awkward, as if it hasn't gotten there, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Of course, we're talking about... uh, we're talking about a whole lot of Marvel this month, and it was a thing on TV.com. And we have one more week worth of Marvel stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, just a quick reminder that we're on all the socials, and it was a thing on TV, except for Facebook, because Thanos snapped Mark Zuckerberg out of existence. And now we're at It Was a Thing on TV podcast. So you can look for us there. We are on YouTube, where if you go to our page, do not forget to like subscribe hit that notification bell ding so you can stay up to date on all of our future entries and a new you know following us on social media just got so much easier didn't it greg oh yeah because now we have a link tree yeah Yeah. Yeah. everyone everyone's doing the link tree now so you can go go to link tree and you put a period between the TR and the EE 
slash it was a thing on TV, and every social media thing we have is, like, right there. Yep. And also, do not forget, we cannot forget our friends at the Place to Be Nation Pop. Of course, special shout-out to Johnny C for being the voice this entire month, obviously. But uh, this week on the Wednesday drop, we have Selfie and Mr. Sterling. So we have Thanos and one of his daughters. Yes. So, you know, not awkward at all. No. But next week, we conclude Marvel Month, but we're doing three episodes next week. We're doing three episodes next week. The first two will conclude Marvel Month, just in time for the release of Doctor Strange. We have Electro as one of many characters, and we have Iron Man as a not-ready-for-prime-time player. And after that, we have an episode that we've been wanting to cover for a long time. Oh, yes. And we decided, you know what? We have extra space. Throw it up there. We're going to cover it. But before all of that. Oh, yes. We have a very special mini-sode. Greg, what is in the mini-sode? Oh, we're going to be talking about Mr. Fuji. Because it's his birthday coming up. That's right. And we're going to be talking about the greatest thing Mr. Fuji ever did in the WWF. And that will be coming up later this weekend, or if you're listening to this on Place B Nation in a few minutes, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with all those exciting episodes as we conclude Marvel Month here at It Was a Thing on TV. See you soon. Wow! Ma'am, the last resort has arrived. Whoa, whoa, last resort sounds very final. This is Earth's first encounter with alien life. How we respond today will set the tone for diplomatic relations between our worlds for generations. (laughs) Diplomatic relations? Is that what the kids are calling it? You're wrong, Doctor. This isn't S.H.I.E.L.D.'s first alien rodeo. A beeper? My dad has one. He's a podiatrist. Wait, are you guys calling a podiatrist? It's done. Is it happening? Did it happen? What did I miss?